When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, a quieter night in reality, but it's not really a quiet night because we basically have learned nothing from this uh, from this night fourteen of the Premier League. Welcome along to the Premier League Daily, uh, the podcast that's uh, the only daily podcast that gives you full reaction from inside the bubble in Milton Keynes and gives you analysis and debate as we have been doing throughout the past week and a half or so. Though it's felt like five years, it must be brutally honest. Uh, Jonathan and Jack Gobbergarwood alongside you as always to talk through another. Cracking night of darts. There's, not, there's no way of putting that, but also a night where we didn't really learn anything. Gob, how's the abacus looking, pal? <laughs> oh, mate, these these on the spot calculations with as the table stands now. That it's the, it's more difficult than school. <laughs> it really is. Do you know what? <laughs> that was, was a long time str- ago. I'm about to say, maths was never my strongest subject at school, and I'm gutted about that now because uh, it was if mine. I and I'm maths... a credit controller, and I'm still struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Well, that's how tight this Premier League is, listeners. So let's go through uh, the results as it's happened tonight. And we will start off um, with the fact that, well, do I lose my house? I don't think I do because I said he wouldn't go 4 0. <laughs> I, di- I said he wouldn't go 4 0, and he didn't go 4 0. It's now 3 0 and 1, is what it is, as Glenn Durrant mm-hmm. and Michael Van Gerwen draw 7 all. I think the absence of the one in the W column for Mighty Mike is still an issue. It is an issue. There's no doubt about that. For your statement, anyway. For your statement, I I think you owe me a house. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll buy you a doll's house. I didn't say you what it was, but I said I, but I said you gave me the house. I didn't say which type of house, but there we go. Um, in all seriousness, um, I honestly believe that I know that he was 7-3 down to Gary and I know that he was 7-2 down to Buddy Boy, but I genuinely believe that this is probably the worst performance that I've seen from Duzza in the bubble so far. And he's come back from improbable position yet again to draw three of his last four. Yeah, I agree. There was something off about Duzza tonight. I'm not sure if it was the pressure, 
of playing Michael, the fact that Michael was so fired up and he started pretty well. Um, doesn't miss handfuls of, of key darts at key times that he's been bang on the money with throughout this Premier League so far. But like you said, he's still got away with it. He's still can away with a draw. He's still only lost one game in this Premier League and he still has never lost to Michael Van Gerwen in the PDC. No, certainly the case. Uh, I thought, like I said, I thought this was a very strange game because it just seemed to me as if it was going to. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not really too sure how to put this, to be honest, because it looked like it, for a while that you know Dozer was going to get back into the game a little bit, and there was a bit of a strange one between. Uh, legs three and five, where everybody was being broken all over the show. The 85 on the ball to go 2-1 up for Van Gerwen, followed by a magical 105 from Duzzer, punishing a bullseye miss uh, from Van Gerwen when he left 1-2-8 after, uh, after nine darts, which wasn't good enough really from Van Gerwen. And then Van Gerwen goes and punishes missed darts at a double from, from Duzzer to go and find double eight when he did score well. And then again, that, that, that sixth leg was the big one for me, where I thought the game was won, where... Uh, Glenn misses two, uh, three darts at a double. That doesn't happen very often. No, it really doesn't. I'm, I'm with you here. I genuinely thought he was done. It looked like that Glenn was chasing a little bit too hard. He was missing opportunities. And, and, and Michael looked very, very strong on his own throw. And when you've got to try and break the world number one, it's not the easiest of tasks to do. I mean, the way that he does it in the end, in that decided leg, if, you, if you're going to break your opponent, you want to be on 87 after nine darts, don't you? That's not too shabby. No, absolutely. Um, I think as well, right, genuine thought process here for me as well, what I find genuinely astonishing is the fact that in that sixth leg, in order to win the game, in order to win that leg, he had to go a top, top, uh, double 18, double 20 finish. And I just thought when he let out that massive roar, the green machine, I thought, hang on a minute, we could be seeing a performance here. And I messaged you got guys in the chat saying, with the GIF, with the GIF, he's back. But again, like you say, Durant comes back, especially in that final leg where he misses two for the match in the previous leg, does MVG. And then he goes and pings it out, uh, does, does, does it to stay in the game, and then fires off the leg with a 180. When you're under pressure like that, that takes some stones. Yeah, it does. And I think... Michael's reaction in that final leg says it all. Like his first two visits were very, very poor, and you wouldn't have seen that from Michael before. I'm, I'm still not convinced that yes, the performance was good. Yes, it, it showed those signs again, but those opening two visits of that final leg tells me that Michael is still not where he needs to be mentally. I just in that we, we say this a lot, but in the past, his reaction to that would have been step up hit a big score, take the game away from your opponent. You don't give them the chance to hit that 180. If you do, it just makes him more determined to go and throw one back in your face. Glenn was composed, calm, everything that Michael should have been in that situation as somebody who was leading the match. Yeah, because I thought as well, right, I thought that Duzzer, when he hit that 180, I thought that was a very Van Gerwen-esque thing to do. And to be fair to Van Gerwen, on his throw... He'd really started to really take the game away from does it with that first couple of score, you know, the first couple of visits. He was le- normally leaving himself minimum two, you know, maximum two fifty after six darts. It felt like he was really starting to get into that into that stride. I mean, there was a part of that game where both players just couldn't find a, a real big visit in order to try and take the game away. Because so you look at the averages at, at the end of the game on, you know, a dozen ninety six and MVG ninety eight. Again, as I say, not really the performances that we expect from 
from the pair of them. But I guess it shows the respect, I think, that Van Gerwen now has for Duzzer. And in a way, the fact that Van, that Duzzer now probably is number two or number three in the world. Number one. Number one. <laughs> I, can't, I can't go and admit that yet. You know the that. Until such, numero uno. Until such time as he wins a TV title, hashtag what's a major, he is not going to be number one on my list. <laughs> But you're entitled to be wrong for as long as you want to be. But <laughs> he's he's just mint at the minute. He really is. The 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 fight backs, the determination, the way he can lead a game. <laughs> I'm just running out of adjectives for him right now. His performances throughout have been top class, and even when they haven't, he's found a way to to three draws that he didn't deserve in a month <laughs> of Sundays, and he's got no. away with it, and he keeps getting away with it, and. So it's like the adage to win the Premier League. You need a bit of luck on the way, don't you? But, but you say that, like, yeah, but, but sorry, sorry to talk. You say he gets away with it. I don't think he gets away with it after three and four. I think that just shows you just the grit, the desire that makes him a three-time PDO world champion. And like you say, arguably the best player in the world right now. Was that an admission? No, I said arguably. I didn't say yeah, he was. Yeah, you're coming round and you I'm, know it. I'm not coming round at all, Mr. Garwood, at <laughs> all on this one. However, yeah. we will talk more, I'm sure, with Mr. Bars, uh, with the Phil Bars take. Quick word on Van Gerwen. Still outside the top four, but it's only a two-leg uh, difference that he's got to try and make up. Gary tomorrow is, is, not the, yeah. is not the game you want to play with the way that no. Gary Anderson is looking inside the bubble now. Yeah, but, the El Clasico after the result the other day as well, wasn't it? When they met, by the way, it, it's not the fixture that you want if you're Michael, especially after throwing that away tonight. I, I thought he, he threw different darts tonight, and I yeah, thought they might have settled him down a bit and, and that might have refocused him. But to, to fall off at the end the way he did will be a massive worry for him heading into that game tomorrow without the, the weak period to turn it around and, and correct this form. I just don't fancy him for that top four. That was the claim I made when we were predicting our top four four days ago now? Yeah, four days ago. Three, feels four, like about I four years know, ago. I lose track of it, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but when they did take that break, we predicted our top four. He wasn't in mine. and I'm standing by it after tonight. That was a massive opportunity to get the two points, keep within the mix, and, and when you're there, you've got a chance. But with that game tomorrow as well, could be in trouble. He can't be eliminated tomorrow, but he can have everything to do on that final night. Well, he's only got one win in four at the moment in time, Michael Van Gerwen. I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about that in the Phil Bars take a little bit later, but let's hear from Phil now. And he's chatting with the league leader who is two points clear at the top. More on that to come in a second. Here is Glenn Durrant talking through his draw with Michael Van Gerwen. Glenn, huge congratulations. It's another game against Michael Van Gerwen and you're still undefeated. Seven all, good point. Uh, great point, uh, fantastic point, especially the way the game was going. But honestly, for the first time in four times of playing him, I thought I could win that match. And maybe I didn't on the other three. So that just shows you how strange this game of darts really is. When you get up there and you see he's changed his darts, what goes through your mind? No, I didn't know that. I honestly genuinely keep myself to myself downstairs. I have a, a little bit of time with Peter Wright, um, you know, and then I just get in this zone right now and... I've had great preparation this week. I've learned an awful lot about myself and I wouldn't have a clue what colour trousers Gary Anderson was wearing, etc, etc. It's just just getting in the right zone and tonight I was in that. Do 
you think you're living in his head a little bit now? Because a lot's made of it, the fact that he doesn't like your pace and everything like that. And as long as the record goes, the more questions are going to ask. Nobody likes my pace. Nobody really has hit 110 against me. So what? You know what? If you watch my if you watch my darts from 10 years ago, I'm no slower. I'm no faster. The intention's not there to put people off. I'm just a very methodical player, and that's up to him. I thought Michael Smith did it well last night. He let me walk past, uh, and then he threw his dart. Look, no apologies from me. I am what I am, and um, you know tonight I felt tonight I felt really good. That's a, that's a big. That could be another huge point um, against the you know the best player in the world. What was it like walking into that practice room knowing you were the first person in into the finals? Good. Yeah, yeah, really good. Just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. You know, I've got a couple of people behind me, as, as you know, right now. And, you know, my wife wasn't meant to be here the second week, but we weren't going to change an awful lot. We've had a good time today. If I can feel like I did tonight, I think there's a PDC title in me. Uh, and, and fingers crossed it's the, uh, it's the Premier League. But um, massive game tomorrow against Peter Wright. I want to win that game. And I, I, if my maths is right, if I win that game and Gary doesn't blah, 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 uh, it could be just the most fantastic night tomorrow night. What was it like late last night when you found out your place was guaranteed? Wonderful. I love a stat. I love a stat, whether it's Burton DeWitt, whether it's you, Phil, whether it's FDI, I look at them all. Um, and it was great. I, I want to go to the O2 and you know, experience that. With a crowd would be even better. Um, but yeah, it, good feeling. But I still felt... You know, my, my darts were going under the treble 21st dart was the first thing Max said to me there. So that's something I need to work on because I felt better than probably that first dart suggested. Forget Premier League restart over the 14 games. You only lost once. Mm. That's an incredible record yeah. against the best players in the world. Yeah. Now, do you actually consider yourself one of the elite? Because every time I've spoken to you, you've gone, no, no, no. Yeah. Do you genuinely believe you're in that bracket now? Yeah, I'm one of the best players in the world now. And what I would like to say is I haven't thought about that match play semi-final loss for... 10 days and that hurt me losing to Dimmy I thought that was my big moment so that's the biggest compliment I can give myself that I've hit this zone realised that I can play with the best and, and understanding that I don't think anyone likes playing me a la Dennis Priestley in his pomp a la Justin Pipe when he was winning his things you know so I, I've got a clear understanding where I am with where my game is and uh, it's been a great 10 days for me Just looking at the last one the rankings wise I know it's something that you look at where do you want to be heading into the World Championships? Oh, top it. Oh, oh, before the World Champs. Could yeah, heading, be tough. Heading into the Worlds. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I'm not really. I don't really care. But I'll answer that question. I'd like to be in the top eight. I'd like to be in the top sixteen. So I'm back here for the Masters in January. But an honest answer is I'd love to be top eight going into January the second. Glenn, pleasure as always, Cham. Thanks very much. Thank you. Glenn, just on that last leg, obviously you kicked off with a 180 after Michael went 60. Very important in the last leg. Yeah, I can't remember that. I do remember stood behind him thinking he doesn't lose last leg deciders. And then I remember hearing the word 60 and I thought, come on. You might have seen my mouth say, hey, come on. And yeah, I didn't realise it at 180, but now it's coming back to me a little bit. But I have got some real strength and determination in that last leg. And um, it was good that I felt at the end I could hit that winning double. Just sort of 18 months ago, these were huge occasions playing the likes of Michael Van Gogh, and you've now obviously got a, a terrific record against him. It's, it's just an incredible achievement. It's, it's been an incredible journey. Please look, look at where I was on October the 1st, 2015. Nowhere. 
then I win a World Masters in Hull uh, in the BDO. And then if you just look at that next five years, it's a great story. Thank you. Okay, so that was Glenn talking about his point. And as he is the first man guaranteed to be at finals night, next up is possibly the next man to secure his place. Didn't quite get there tonight. It was a possibility. Um, but that Michael and Glenn point stopped Gary qualifying tonight. Um, after a solid performance once again from the Flying Scotsman, Joe. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, I thought coming at the start of the game, I tweeted, I'd rather, I can't, there aren't many players that I'd watch go against each other when they're in full flow than Michael Smith and Gary Anderson because that start of that game was mint, by the way, both averaging north of 110. And, and, and Smith actually got the early break, found double 10 for a 10 data, which was meant to go and lead 2-1. Then Anderson sort of turned on the afterburners and sort of didn't. I thought the game really changed, God, in the fifth leg. Gary goes in the levels of a 2-2. Then, in the fifth leg, doesn't need to take it out, but still goes and takes out a 1-5-4. That sort of really set the tone for me a little bit. And then the sixth leg. Smith misses five at a double. How many times have we said this now about his Premier League season? God knows how many times. And Anderson found double two, 16 dart break throw. He goes and leads 4-2. And I think that sort of took the wind out of Buddy Boy's sails a little bit. Yeah, completely agree. Those, those missed doubles are, are absolutely killing him. And I think the longer that the Premier League goes on, and the longer that he's still involved, the more it will play on his mind and the more determined you are every time you step up to hit one and correct your form. And it doesn't matter how well you start, the minute you miss one, the first thing that goes through your head is, here we go again. And I, I just think that, again, it's after it happening last year as well, that will be a real mental block for Bully Boy right now. And it's something that he's really going to have to work to get over if he's going to push on and, and achieve in the Premier League next year. Because whilst he can still qualify for finals day this year. We've sat and done the abacus for this one. It is still possible. Could be out tomorrow. Could still qualify. Need a lot of results to go his way. He's the only person that could be eliminated tomorrow night. Yeah. So, results can go his way. He can sneak in, possibly, but it's, it's very unlikely. It's down to leg difference and he needs two people to lose twice. And I just don't see it happening. And once again, it's a, it's a disappointing climax, if you like, to, to his Premier League campaign this year after entering, arguably, in the best form of, of the lot. Definitely. Yeah, look, we all said at the start of the, you know, when we did this restart podcast, if you like, uh, live lounge with, with Mr. Bars, we said that Smith has got a chance. We, we both said Smith has got a chance of winning this Premier League. He doesn't have it now for me. I, I, I can't see how he makes the top four, but d- doubles missed. The thing is, though, you can have a result like this. I don't really say that this is a big. This is the big ones. It's the moments where you don't get points when you should have got when you should have got at least one. That game against Nathan Aspinall, where he lo- where he loses a seven two lead to Dazza last night, not good enough. It, it, that, that's the God's honest truth. You know, he's lost. He hasn't won in four games. He's won, He's only got one point from his last four games. It's not good enough if you're going to try and qualify for the top four. It's as simple as that. Yeah. The- He's just thrown away two points there in the two games that you've spoken about. Yeah. yeah. Those two points are massive to him right now. If, if he was on those, he's, he's level with Gezi Price and he can't be eliminated tomorrow. 
still all to play for. It'd be even tighter than it is. So, mm. especially as Nathan and, and Glenn would be on less in that in that situation. So, yeah, he's, he's just faltered at, at the opportune moments. Whereas we spent the entire time talking about Glenn and Michael's phrase, doing the right things in the right moments, not making any mistakes. Um, I, uh, Smith's done all of those. Word on Gary, though, before we go Timing has been horrendous. Very true. Very, very true. Word on Gary, though. The Gerwin Price performance aside, where God knows what the hell happened there, he's undefeated so far in the restart, apart from that one. So he's lost one game. And he has won five of his last six. The only time where he didn't win was the draw against Duzzer. In short, and by the way, if it was, imagine if he'd been level on points right now with Duzzer going into the, uh, into the final couple of nights. That could have been a really interesting one. But in short, is he the best player in this Premier League right now? Because I said that Gary's my <laughs> number one at the moment. My number one at the moment. You know, with the form that he's going in, we talk about Duzzer's form, and, we, and I get that. He hasn't been beaten since Dublin. The only time he was beaten. But Gando looks mint, man. He looked absolutely solid. He's got half a chance now, I think, of finishing top, as I said on the podcast, uh, you know, on the live lounge. He's got half a chance. I really do believe that. Yeah, it's still a possibility and until it's not. I'll, I'll agree with you. He doesn't <laughs> very sharp, especially since. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I'm not being funny. Would you, if you're Gary Anderson, okay, you've got Michael Van Gerwen next. But I, with the way that he's been playing, I wouldn't fear Michael at the moment. No, I'd... I'd... It's not very often, but if I was Gary right now, I'd be relishing that because he's one that does have a steady record against Michael. They've met enough times on big stages. They're pretty equal in in terms of that, I think. I haven't got the exact head-to-head, but it just feels like the number of trophies Gary's gone on to lift, that there isn't a massive differential between those two, especially at their peak, that they were just superb. Um, For me, Gary's like, Sean Murphy of Snooker with that Rolls Royce Q action. When it's on, his action is glorious. I can, I can stand there watching all day. Him, him and Adrian Lewis have two of the most aesthetically pleasing, carefree actions in the world, and they're absolutely glorious to watch. And he looks good. He's he's banging in averages. He's probably the most informed man since we had the bank holiday off. I think I think yes. he's been the best player since the bubble resumed. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, look sharp. Wouldn't want to play him at finals day. Um, yeah. Um, now, I know these are the best players in the world. And if he gets an opportunity to be level with Glenn tomorrow, do they start thinking about where third and fourth are going to finish and who's going to finish in those spots and who they'd rather play? Yeah, that could be very that interesting. that could get very interesting. Because if you give Michael Van Gerwen a month and a half to put things right, mm. <laughs> you're a brave man if, if he's in one of those two spots. Do you know what I mean? So, and whilst they're not suggesting they do anything untoward, no. it's, it's, it's very interesting. are lying when they tell you they don't care who they get in the next round. They absolutely yeah. care. They absolutely <laughs> know they're head-to-heads against most of the top players. They know if they've got a good or a bad record. And they know how to approach each game. It's very interesting because Des has got Peter Wright tomorrow. Gary Anderson's got Michael Van Gerwen. So it's third. Okay, it's, sec- it's first against third and then second against fifth currently. 
then to end the Premier League, you've got Nathan Aspel against Glenn Durren and then Gerwin Price against Gary Anderson. So those are two big games. And if they are level on points, watch out. Could be fun. Michael Smith, though, will need to win tomorrow to any chance of qualifying for the top four. But Gary Anderson is one point away. He is one point away from guaranteeing himself a place at finals night. And he chats to Phil after his win. Gary, many congratulations. Another win, 19 points. One foot in the playoffs. I could get this and I'm just playing, you know, I, I, I just want to keep going up there. Tonight wasn't a great game, you know, I, it didn't feel like a great game, I don't know how it looked, but, you know, Michael Michael kind of had a brick wall halfway through, I knew he was thinking about it, because it was a lot on his shoulders tonight, so, like I say, but I've got a living to make as well. You say it didn't feel like it, but still a 102 average, and that's now three ton plus averages in a row. Gary Anderson's finding some form, isn't he? We're getting there, isn't it? It's coming, it's coming back. <laughs> Uh, in a couple of days ahead of us, you know, so it'll be good, more time on the board. So, yeah, like I say, as, as long as I can keep it at that board, it'll be all right. You know, if I go home for two, three weeks, and honestly, the, the last thing in my mind is going to have a look at that board. But, uh, yeah, it's it's hard, you know. I've, I've got time maybe through the day to play, but a lot of boys are working. All my mates work, no time to practice, and it's, it's a hard thing to do on your own. I don't know how some of the lads can do it, to be honest. When you went 4-2 up and broke Michael's throw for the first time, when he missed those three darts at fives and they were on the wire, did you then sense his head would then gone a little bit because he was overthinking the game? Yeah, just get there. He'd have been thinking missed doubles, but I think a leg or two legs before that I missed tops for a, was that a 120 check out or something? I'm at a, a wired double top and I actually thought it was in, which would have been a nice nick and I think I lost that leg. So, you know, but uh, yeah, we just kept plodding on. I didn't think I scored half as good what I've done over the last three, four nights, you know. So, uh, but we've got there at the end. You've known Michael a long time. What's Obviously, he's playing well, but finding a way to lose good games at the moment. How does he put that right? Well, you can say that about anybody. How does anybody win a game? You know, it's it's uh, it's one of these things. You know, the, the boys that you play against now are fantastic. There's no such thing as uh, an easy game. You know, you can't walk up there saying, I'm the best player in the world and think you're going to win because these boys will shoot you down, you know, and they, they will. It's, it's just hard, you've just got to keep going. If you get into a bubble where it's a losing streak, because I've, I've been there myself, very hard to get out of, the more you lose, the more you want to win, the more you want to win, the more you lose, and it, it's, it's a very hard bubble to get out of, you know, but uh, like I say, I think it sounds daft, but if you're on a practice board seven days a week, five, six, seven hours a day, hitting everything, and you go up there and you can't hit anything, what does that tell you? Too much practice is bad for you, I think. So you need to strip it down, strip it back a little bit. Yeah, some, a bit yeah some of the boys have been having time off. You know, Nathan, that go away playing golf. He has a day golf and he comes here, plays darts. You know, and he, he plays well, you know. So, yeah, I think if all you do is think about darts, it's, it's going to end up badly. Back to you, though. Good signs for the rest of the year. Match play final, one foot in the playoffs. With so much darts coming up at the back end of the year, this could be a really good run for you. Is it? I've not even looked at the calendar. I've not got a, I've not got a scooby what's going on. Uh, I'm just looking forward to going home on is it Sunday. We finish Saturday, so Sunday I'm just dying to get home. See the kids, you know, uh, do a bit of this, a bit of that. And, uh, fishing lake by any chance? Yeah, to work. <laughs> yeah, I don't get to go fishing nowadays. I'm too busy working on the lakes, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it'll be nice to get home. Gary, pleasure as always, mate. Thank you. Thank you, much. Philip. Thank you. Well, I think he'd done about six times in the Pro Tour. Like I say, Pro Tours are Pro Tours, stages are stages. But yeah, he's. Uh, I think he did. There's a lot. He needs to win three games tonight. Uh, not tonight. The next three matches he needs to win. Uh, 
hell of a lot of pressure on his shoulders. But like I say, I'm up there to make a living as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of these things. Would he give me a game? No. Would I give him a game? No. And that's the way it is. So, unfortunately, I nicked the two points tonight. I just go up and play, you know, if I keep going, and, well, tonight I didn't think I played as well as what I've done, uh, but the next two nights, I'm, I'm, yeah, like I say, I'm, I'm going to go up there and play darts. If they go well, they go well. If they don't, we'll have to rely on what else happens. Thank you. Third game for us to talk about then is actually the third game of the night. That's very rare that that happens, uh, but uh, that is where we're going with. And the world champion is in good form. It would seem two big wins, uh, not necessarily in terms of the, the, the scoreline this time around from last night against Michael Van Gerwen, but a huge win in Peter Wright's season against Nathan Aspinall Gobb. Yeah, absolutely massive because of where they are in the table. They're, they're absolutely slogging it out for a position in that top four. Um, again, he, he looks unbelievable. I think he's probably, again, this isn't a stat that I've looked at before the show, but I genuinely think he's got the best average in the Premier League right now. Because oh, he's funny. been so consistently good. But the games he's lost, his opponents turned up as well, whereas... Other players that are playing well are perhaps dropping down a level but getting away with it or dragging their opponent to that level or, or winning tight encounters. Snakey's dropped points when he's averaging 107 in the Premier League at one point. So he, he's been up and over 100 for large majority of the Premier League in the bubble. He looks fantastic. The confidence is there. Um, he's not missing any one particular target in a great batch. You're not worried about his ability to work around the board. He just looks class. Well, with the last last five nights of the Premier League, Peter Wright has had over a hundred average, hundred and one point five. He's actually played the high, he's at the highest average of each of the last five nights of the Premier League. I've just looked through the stats now, and you're right, he is. He, his tournament average is slightly just ahead of Michael Van Gerwen. Actually, Peter Wright's tournament average is over a hundred. The only player to have that at this moment in time so you're right like the thing is is that I don't know why we I don't know why I sound surprised off the back of this because he's been there or thereabouts winning games and being in games for the last five nights he just lost three great ones and then has won two that's the thing but this was a real gutsy performance from Snipe Bike I thought because when you're in that position of you're 5-3 down to a man who could be going a little bit further clear of you in this Premier League. You're thinking, Christ, I've got to do something here. And boy, did he do something special. He managed to hit in that, in that, in that ninth leg in particular. Sorry, sorry, in the 11th leg when he actually got the throw back at 5-all. He hit back-to-back 180s to leave 56 after 9. That was the first time he missed a double in the match. He was 8 of 10 on the checkouts. In short, Wright's playing all right, isn't he? Just a bit. Yeah. Like I said, this, this game was massive for him as well. Like, if he hadn't have picked up that win, I'm pretty sure it would have meant that Gary was in or yep. very close to it yep. because of the results earlier on in the evening. Mm. And he's then even further behind Nathan Aspinall. Well, if he doesn't... Well, he's then say... pretty much locked on for three if, if, he get, if Aspinall had won tonight. Yeah, not but, guaranteed, but he would have been virtually locked on for it. And then you're fighting with Michael Van Gogh for the last place in the Premier League top four. Yes, all right, yes. got one over him last night, but there are, there are other players who want to be fighting for position with. 
yeah, but I mean, so, but here's the deal, though, when you think about it, we'll talk about the top four. So if Nathan goes and gets a point, potentially, let's say if he goes and gets a point, right? So he goes on to 16 points. Peter Wright then drops down to 15 points. Nathan's on 16 with a plus two leg difference. Peter Wright is on six, 15 points with a plus 13 leg difference. Michael Van Gerwen is on naught leg difference there on 15 points. So realistically, if he had a drawn tonight, if he had actually drawn, it probably would have suited both parties. I mean, obviously, again, we're not suggesting anything untoward here. But, but Wright, though, is going on to that point where he doesn't care about that now. He just wants to get the job done and be in the O2. And... He's got half a chance of doing it. I mean, obviously, he's got the world champ. The world champion's got the league leader tomorrow, and if he does take points off him, that could really help Gary in the race for the top. So, you know, I'm sure his World Cup playing partner will be asking him to do him a favour tomorrow night. Yeah, definitely, and likewise the other way round as well. To be fair, if if yeah. they both go out and get wins, they're both <laughs> Gary's then contending and gone level at the top. Yeah, and Peter Wright is actually and pretty much is pretty much in. I think he is in. To be fair, if he wins one tomorrow night, if he does win tomorrow night, I think he is in. If if both the Scots win tomorrow, Mm. Gary goes level at the top with Duzzer with one game to play, and Peter Wright would qualify. Yes, massive. Yes, absolutely massive. So, So, yeah, (laughs) and then it'd be a straight shootout between MVG and Nathan Aspinall for the last spot. And Gerwin Price, don't forget him. And Gerwin Price. Which you will come on to a little bit later. Speaking of... Yeah, this is just mad, isn't it? It's just bonkers. <laughs> I haven't got enough fingers for this. I'm not from Norway. I know. Or, or to be fair, if Michael Smith beats Gerwin Price, he's right back in the mix. If Nathan Aspinall doesn't beat Daryl Gurney, then he could be right in the mix. But let's just, let's just focus on this game for a second. So, Peter Wright, obviously, big win. We'll hear from him in a second. I don't know if this is too damaging a defeat for Aspinall in the sense, but once again, he goes win, loss, win, loss, big win last night, loses again tonight. Not good. Yeah. Not good. Didn't go to extra legs or the, the last leg tonight for the only the first time since opening night. Yeah. Um, but of the bubble, by the way, not opening night of the entire competition, sorry. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. If he, if he goes back and backs up with a win tomorrow, as he has been doing so far, then... It's not a damaging loss. His, his destiny is still in his own hands. He loves a scrap. And when it's going to get tense up on stage for the last two nights, he's proven every time that he's got an awful lot of bottle. And he could pretty much seal the deal, really, with a win tomorrow. Because obviously, with the leg difference the way it is, it's a plus two leg difference. So he can do better. If Marco Van Gogh loses tomorrow and Aspinall wins by a decent margin, Again, it all depends on the margin, but Aspinall could be through tomorrow night as well, or certainly pushing for that top, or, or pushing for that top for that top spot or top four spots. Depending on obviously going price beats Michael Smith, it all depends on all that sort of nonsense. Um, really, in terms of in terms of the nonsense of this Premier League, because we can't call it at all. But I don't think it's too damaging a defeat, depending, of course, on what happens tomorrow night. But Peter Wright, second straight win, another hundred plus average. The world champion is looking in decent form and he was in decent form as well when he spoke to Phil Bars. Peter, congratulations. Back-to-back wins here in the Premier League. Another ton-plus average and two very important points this evening. Uh, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was a difficult match. It was, it, it was really, really, really hard. Uh, obviously, because Nathan's been playing very, 
very good. And when he does lose a match, it's been he's been similar to me, averaging ten plus and stuff like that. So, and you know, the past two years, Nathan Aspinall's playing some tremendous starts. Uh, obviously, beat me in a floor tournament with uh, crazy averages, didn't we? Uh, you know, he had 118 with a nine dar, and uh, I had 113. I was like. So, you know, he's a good quality player. and uh, But I thought the trouble was too big. I told Russ, can you change it? And, well, is it possible we can change it to a smaller one? I don't know if it was contact or it just looked huge. And I was suspecting to it trouble every single time. And it, obviously, that didn't happen. That, I think the scoring was off tonight and my finishing was okay. Do you think the two darts Nathan missed on the 85 finish was the turning point? Because he never seemed to recover from. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't look. I didn't listen. Uh, I, no idea. Uh, he obviously stepped in and went on and went on to win. I, and he didn't, didn't win yeah. a leg after that. No, that's. Uh, I don't worry about what the other player does. You know, I go back to my table. I don't stand behind them. Don't look. Whatever. Uh, that's just the way I play, and that's you know I just go up if I've got that left. Russ or George or anyone else calling, that's what I've got to get, and that's it. I don't, if they've missed, you know, it's the only time you really know that when we've got live crowds in and when they go, <gasps> ooh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> With the league being so close, the three games you had included tonight was six points a must to qualify for the playoffs, do you feel? Was it? Oh, I got good. It's also, it's also close and. If I don't qualify, I don't qualify. Uh, you know, whoever beats me, if I don't win my games, they got to play well. If they don't, then they will lose. So, simple as. You are Mr. Consistent at the moment, though, aren't you? Arguably the most consistent boring. player in the world. Again, again a boring player. <laughs> <laughs> Ton plus averages all the time. The two, the two averages since I've been back was like the lowest was 99s, weren't they? Yeah. Don't, whatever you do, don't be a boring player. Try and get your averages up a little bit. And obviously, since we spoke to you last night, the burning question on social media, did Michael Van Gerwen call you after your oh, olive no. branch last night? No, no. Uh, you know, uh, it's, up, it's, it's up to him. Uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe it's... I, I only put that out because of, you know, the defeats against Michael Van Gerwen and Phil Taylor and Gary Anderson and stuff like that. I know how to come back from them defeats and stuff like that and I'm probably one of the players in the world who would understand how to get himself back. And that, that's all it was if Michael still wanted to come and have a chat, you know. Uh, I want to tell him what to do and everything because, you know, I've, I've come nowhere you know, close to what he's done. Uh, but uh, sometimes you just like, you know, a little word in Demetrius, yeah. Whether what I said to him worked, I don't know. Uh, but sometimes little things and little stuff you do change things. Peter, pleasure's always champion. Wish you the very best for tomorrow. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Get back and watch this one. <laughs> Come on. Say your W was all right, it was actually 8 out of 10, 80%. That's a bit better than why it was. It's getting there, isn't it?
<laughs> it's not quite 100%. <laughs> I want to be Peter Manning, see? Peter Manning used to be 100% all the time. In terms of what you're looking for for the next two games, what are your targets for the next two? Do you think you've got to win the uh, to make the playoffs? Uh, I don't know. Uh, depends what snake bite turns up tomorrow. Uh, depends how... Last night I slept terrible. Absolutely terrible. And I don't know what it was. It, it felt brilliant. I woke up to a night. I went, right, I'm not looking at the clock through the curtains it's still dark right not time look at the clock so so I woke up again and it's still dark I'm going still dark I was like oh my god and then when I fancy did look at the clock it was like quarter nine so resolved <laughs> you know hopefully I'll sleep better tonight and then you know start scoring maybe I'll hopefully get that other nine dark Okay, final game of the night, and we're going back to the opening counter encounter of night 14. Gerwin Price versus Daryl Gurney. Uh, seven all draw jar that actually did need the player a lot of favours. It made Gezi slightly drops off the pace and, and now needs good results for the rest of the competition to make the top four. And it eliminated Daryl Gurney. It did absolutely nothing for either player. I think this damages Gerwin Price more than it does for Daryl Gurney, obviously. I mean, look, we all knew that Gurney was pretty much out of it anyway. Um, with the results anyway tonight, he would have been out, regardless of whether he'd beaten Gezi. Um, it was a strange game, this. It was a battle. Do you remember that battle that they had last year at this stage of the competition? Uh, I think it was in Sheffield, if my memory says me correctly, where it was 7 all big finishes. Gerwin Price didn't even look at the crowd. And I think there was a bit of needle at the end of it, if my memory serves me correctly. It seemed like it was a that bit more again. Tonight. Yeah, there was a very scrap. It was a scrappy it, encounter tonight. It was a big got. reaction for Gurney just to take a point off Gerwin Price that eliminated him. He seemed mm. happier with that than, than anything else. So there's a lot of tension when those two are up on the stage against each other. They're two <laughs> a lot very. Of testosterone. <laughs> the very much yes. lot of testosterone. Yes, that, that's a nice way to put it they're both quite extrinsic characters on the stage and I think yes. that comes out and it's great viewing but yeah, yeah, I, I'm not sure there's a, a lot of love between the two shall we say no absolutely I, I, I thought it's a strange game again again because it was so many breaks to throw involved in this game you know Gurney goes 2-0 up Price gets it back to 2 all. And then you think, okay, maybe Price has got a grip on this game. Then Gurney goes back up ahead 4-2. And then you think Gurney's got a grip on the contest. It's going to be a big shock. And Price is really going to feel the heat in the top four race. He then goes and hits a 1-2-1 on the ball to hold throw, which is brilliant. Finds double five, levels up at 4-4. And then you think Price has got a hold of the game. <laughs> Ridiculously. Both break each other's throat yet again for 5 all. Price goes up for the double eight. To, to go in front for the first time at 6-5. And then I thought what was brilliant was Gurney's final leg there. 12 dart, uh, finishing on a 130 was absolutely superb. It was a really good contest, I thought, actually, between the pair. A lot of, lot of big finishes, a lot of testosterone on the stage. But like you say, whilst it was a great contest, it really does nothing for anybody in this game. And I think... Obviously, Gurney would have known that he was pretty much out of it anyway. But for Price, he'll be gutted tonight because if he'd have won that game, he would be in fourth spot right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a massive slip there because without being disrespectful to Gurney, he has been a little bit of a whipping boy. A lot of players have put in 
big results against him in, and that was the scene of a couple of boys that have had big leg different swings. So, yeah, it's a, it's a slip from Gezi. Uh, still within his hands. He can still sneak in, but he would have been far more comfortable if he'd managed to, to pick up those two points this evening. Yeah, I mean, Gurney, like I say, I think we'll be happy about the fact that he's gone on to nine points. Theoretically, he's got half a chance of maybe not finishing eighth. He could go up to as high as seventh, obviously, if he wins and Michael Smith loses tomorrow. Um, he could potentially, you know, still finish eighth, but obviously it's, it's open to finish seventh. Um, but for Gerwin Price, yet again, it's another defeat when you think he's got, sorry, it's another drop points when he's got to win, when everybody else is beating Gurney pretty much. He's got to find a way to win it and he will come back, and, you know, he, he missed out last year by one point. If he misses out again by a second by one point again, especially with that leg difference that he's got, he will be fuming. Yeah, I think the, the Premier League's really not that great a happy hunting ground for him. Obviously, he did miss out last year. It, it looked like he was becoming the draw specialist at the start of this Premier League as well. Let's, mm. let's not forget that, that. There was a lot of drop points and missed opportunities where we were travelling the length and breadth of the country on, on proper stages. So, yeah, he's had opportunities throughout this Premier League. Um, he's only got himself to blame if he if he doesn't qualify for not taking those opportunities. Um, but it's still within his hands. He still does have a chance, and it, it makes for good viewing for the next two nights. The fact that so many players are still in with a chance. They um, certainly are. Oh, making that top four. Normally, he's virtually wrapped up by now, but this is good. This is tense, and we like it. Yes, we will. We, we, well, we'll be watching this with bated breath I'm sure tomorrow as the picture becomes a little bit clearer uh, for the race for the top four Gerwin Price is one point away from it as he drops a crucial point tonight against Daryl Gurney but he was still reasonably upbeat when he spoke to Phil afterwards Gazi point this evening but is it a disappointing point? Yeah definitely I mean I lost the first leg against throw then broke him then lost my throw again I'm thinking I should be at least 3-0 up and I keep doing it to myself. I don't know where it is with this Premier League. Putting myself under pressure every, every single game and yeah, 7 all, but probably should have won 14-0. <laughs> Strange game in the middle because neither of you could hold throw. Like you say, you'd give your throw away but then you'd play really well on his. Is that massively frustrating? No, I just, I don't know. It's, even on my throw, I get down and I give myself three darts and I just can't take that opportunity. I don't know what's going on lately, but... You know, I'm sure that'll change over time. It's just, you know, I, against Peter, I was clinical our first four legs. I was, you know, 100% on the doubles. And if if I bring that game, then I don't think anybody in this Premier League will beat me. It's just if I hit my doubles and take my chances. And, you know, against, against Darrell, I didn't. Against Nathan twice. You know, and there's five, five points gone back in there. Is that a damaging result for the playoff chase? No, definitely not. Obviously... I want Peter to win, and I want uh, no, I want Nathan to win, <laughs> and I want Michael Van Gerwen to lose. So it keeps me in the top four. So for the next two days, it's up to me whether I win my next two. But you know, I, the way I've played this Premier League, I probably don't deserve top four. But if I get another opportunity, then I, I'll, I'll take it. Hopefully. Judging by that, are you fully aware of the table then? Because you seem to know the equation. I just, I just looked on the TV as we come in and. I didn't even realise I was back up the fourth, but obviously Michael's behind me, so I want him to lose. And then if if uh, if Peter, well, I think if Michael loses anyway, I'm I'm still in the top four. Yeah, 
two big games left. I oh, know Peter, Peter's gone below me, so if yeah, if uh, Nathan wins, then Peter and Michael are still below me. Two big games left, Michael Smith and Gary Anderson. Is four points essential from those two? Yeah, definitely. I even even whichever way the results go now, I need to win my last two and put pressure on everybody else. But you know, if I get pushed out now, it's going to be quite difficult. I think. Michael Van Gogh, like you say, now outside the top four. If he weren't to qualify for the O2, there's a huge opportunity here for someone else to lift this Premier League title for the first time. Yeah, definitely. But you know, I, I I wouldn't call it a Premier League. I think it's probably a glorified proto, if you ask me. Okay. Great place to leave it. Thanks very much, no Thanks, man. Gerwin Price there talking through his draw with Daryl Gurney. And let's give you the updated Premier League table as it stands after night 14. Glenn Durrant with that crucial point goes on to 21 points. He can still break the record for a debutante in the Premier League. That was 24 by Michael Van Gerwen. He can still break that, uh, but I don't think he will care one bit as long as he pockets that 25k league leaders bonus uh, come the end of Saturday night in Milton Keynes. Gary Anderson, though, will be pushing him all the way. He is two points behind him on a plus 13 leg difference with 19 points. If he wins tomorrow, or even if he gets a draw tomorrow, Gary Anderson will definitely be in the Premier League top four and will be at finals night in the O2 in London on the 22nd of October. Peter Wright can join him as well tomorrow night with a win and a couple of losses elsewhere. He's on a plus 13 league difference as well. He's on 16 points and playing some brilliant darts. Then it all goes up the creek without a paddle. Nathan Aspidal on 15 points with a plus two leg difference. He's in the top four, a two leg difference ahead of Michael Van Gerwen, who dropped a point tonight against Glenn Durrant. 15 points, his first draw in the Premier League. 15 points, he's got two legs to find against, against Nathan Aspinall. Uh, results over the next couple of nights. Gerwin Price will be kicking himself. He would be fourth with a plus 10 leg difference on 15 points if he hadn't dropped points tonight to Daryl Gurney but he is one point away from the top four. The maximum he can get now is 18 points, which hasn't got you in uh, for the last couple of the last five years. Michael Smith is seventh. He must win tomorrow night or draw and hope that Aspinall and Van Gerwen and Price really lose. Uh, but you know, if Michael Smith does draw tomorrow night, then Gerwin Price will go to 15 points because obviously he's playing each other. So he can still theoretically qualify but it would need one hell of a leg-different swing if he doesn't win tomorrow night uh, on 12 points uh, if he's going to stay in the Premier League. So a win tomorrow, realistically, the only way that Smith stays in it. If he loses, he is out. And then Daryl Gurney, nine points with a minus 18-leg difference. He cannot qualify now with two games to play in the regular season. So the only pride really is what he's playing for, and he could still theoretically finish seventh as well if results go his way. On the line now from the Milton Keynes bubble, as always at this part of the show, is Phil Bars for the PBT, the Phil Bars take. Uh, Phil, we keep saying every night, oh, do you know what? It will come clearer tomorrow. It will come clearer tomorrow. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just G- G'day, lads. <laughs> Good day. Yes, more drama than Ramsey Street, you said tonight on the old. Uh, more, more drama than Ramsey Street for our Australian listeners in particular, and for our elder listeners, maybe over 25, uh, for, uh, for this. However, uh, it was drama, yes, but it, the, the, the waters become more muddy. I, I expected to become clearer with two games to go, and clearly not the case. It's just going to end up like a lucky dip, isn't it? Just stick your hand in the hat and pull a name out and see who it is. 
it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, certain players will be kicking themselves because they blew chances this evening. Nathan Aspinall and Gerwin Price spring to mind. Michael Van Gerwen missing two match starts. It, it, oh, it's just a mess. It is, it is a mess. There's no doubt about that. Uh, look, we'll come on to those three then, really. They're the ones at the moment really fighting for that fourth spot, as it were. One point separating the three there. And all three of them dropping points. I mean, Gerwin Price and Michael Van Gerwen picking up a point to, to, to stay with Nathan there in fourth place. If you had to pick the, the player that we most disappointed about dropping points tonight, who do you think it will be? Mm, Michael Van Gerwen, because he had match starts. Mm. But also, I think there's a concern over Nathan Aspinall at the moment. He's brilliant one night, and then tonight, he should have beat Peter Wright. He missed it two darts at tops to go 6-4 up yep. on the 85 yep. finish, yep. and he never recovered. Never recovered from that moment. You could see it was playing on his mind. So I'm not quite sure. One of them two, I'm probably going to go MVG because he had match starts and Nathan didn't. God, would you agree there? Mm-hmm. I agree in context to the Premier League, yeah. Um, and what it meant to MVG as well, obviously, that was to reset or, or get a chalk on the board against Desert if you like and stop the southward direction of his head-to-head record against it so yeah I agree but Gerwin Price will be kicking himself because look I'm not going to call Daryl Gurney a whipping boy because he's, he's, a, he's a multiple major champion <laughs> but what I'm saying is in this Premier League at the moment he's the player that you have to pick up two points against and if he had picked up two points against him, he would have been in the top four tonight with the results that have gone their way. So Gezi surely will be kicking himself. And if he misses out a game, Phil, by one point in his Premier League, he will look back at that game and go, that's the one. That's the one that uh, cost me. Normally, I'd say yes. But I think that Darrell actually played really well tonight. Arguably the best I've seen him play. And knowing that he's already out, he was free rolling this evening. It didn't matter. There was no pressure on him whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Gob, you were going to come in there, I think. Was he out by the time he played? Yes, he was. Well, he wasn't technically. Uh, First according, game to, according, according to the Sky table, he was already out. Uh, no, he, he wasn't completely out. But, but let, let, look, look let's, let's leave it there. That's fine. He was all but out. He was all but out. He, wasn't <laughs> he was all but out. He could have finished on 14, which is where some people were before the start of the night. And results yeah, but, I, I, but, I, but I don't think the leg difference could have swung enough. So he was out. The leg difference can swing by 24. 48 yeah. even. Yeah. But look, anyway, we'll move it on and we will discuss that later. Obviously, we were really the first ones to call the fact that Glenn had managed to qualify. So we'll take that. Look, here's the deal for me, though, Phil. Gary will probably be annoyed about not qualifying tonight. But I reckon that looking ahead to tomorrow, we will look at it a bit more in detail. Gary now, obviously, only two points off the top. Is Gary probably playing the best starts at this moment in time? Because apart from the absolute... Uh, normally in, in the game and prize game, he's won every game bar one, really, and, and throwing he's, away the draw against Glenn Durham. 
the action is looking so good at the moment is the is for the thing for me. Yes, there's still the odd double ear in there, but that's Gary Anderson. It's been Gary Anderson for 10 years. That will never change. There'll always be that slight vulnerability when he goes from tops to tens because he hates tens, but he loves tops. Um, but he's going to take some shifting. He's playing well. I, I think he could lose both games and he'll still qualify, by the way. Mm, because I, I think mean, the results, results elsewhere, I, I think 19 points is enough to get in there. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. With, no, with I, what's left to play and yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with so, that at all. I, 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 but but theoretically, he just needs one more point to guarantee it. That's see, yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Mathematically, he can still be caught, but I think he could lose tomorrow and the results go his way, and he still qualifies anyway. Um, yeah, but he's looking for, and he doesn't give a, doesn't give a shit. When you listen to his interviews, he's just like, nah, it's what it is. I'm going home in two days. I don't care. <laughs> looking forward to looking, looking forward to the O2, Gary? No, I'll worry about that when it happens. <laughs> it's just, I, I, love, I, love the, I love the not giving a damnness about Gary Anderson. Go, is that the sort of best Gary Anderson that we need in this moment of time? Um, possibly for his attitude off the board. The, the nonchalance is, is good. It means he's relaxed. It means he hasn't got anything else on his mind. Um, it makes him dangerous because he, he can just turn up at any moment. But I still think the best Gary we see is, is when he is a little bit, when he's got the bit between his teeth up on stage and there is something just ticking him over the edge. Do you know what I mean? I still think that's the best Gary Anderson we see on the hockey, but off the hockey, this is perfect. He's, he, this is absolutely no stress to him whatsoever. Going back to his hotel room, he'll chill out no matter what the result is, he's still going home to his family and that's all he cares about right now. The, the, only, the only thing on this, I agree it is, however, is lack of practice in between tournaments will catch up with him at soon, sooner or later. If you notice, yeah. he's got better and better and better because he's playing every day here. Mm. Um, I, st- I still think that, look, getting him to do it is another matter, but I still think he needs to do just a little bit at home. I'm not saying practice every day for a couple of hours because that's not Gary Anderson but just tick over two, three hours a week in between tournaments I think he needs that if he adds that then could Gary win a TV title this year? Absolutely I totally agree with you totally agree with you and I didn't think I'd be saying that coming into 2020 I will be honest what we haven't picked out by the way gentlemen is a guarantee of this Michael Van Gerwen will not finish top of this Premier League. We will have a new name on the top of the table. Look, he, theoretically, he, could, he still could have done that because of leg difference and et cetera, et cetera, the fact that he's playing buzzer. But now it's officially guaranteed. Glenn Durrant or Gary Anderson are the only people that can finish top and they will be the third person in the history of the league to finish top after the league phase which is ridiculous uh right moving on quickly phil you can start us off with this one tonight mate performance of the night for you oh mm, i'm going to go gary anderson mm. just i just thought he looked really really good against michael smith um Leg six, I think it was. Michael Smith should have gone three all. Didn't yeah. Gary went four two, um, and just looked 
majestic Rolls Royce. Peter Wright close in there because I thought he was really good tonight as well. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to edge Gary Anderson. Gob? I'm going the other man of, of Team Scotland. I, I think there's a, uh, not there's a, Snake bite. His his result was massive for him, um, especially against somebody that he's very very close within the table. Um, he's had fantastic averages the last five nights, as we've already discussed, and now he's picking up the results. He's on that winning roll again. I think tonight was massive for him making the final four, and I think this result sets him on his way for the next two nights. I'm agreeing with one of you, and it is you, Gob. I do think that Peter Wright definitely gets performance of the night tonight. Once again, averaging over 100 for the fifth straight night. Uh, you know, 103.11, the highest average of the night. To come back from 5-3 down when you're not playing your best is, is ridiculously tough. And I'm agreeing with you, Gob. I think he deserves performance of the night. So, uh, yeah, there we go. I completely forgot to put it out on Twitter. So, sorry, at listeners. But there we go. Uh, right, moving on. Very, very quickly, looking ahead to tomorrow, where we should know, theoretically, the top four could be dealt with by the end of John, tomorrow. So, let's see what happens. John, sorry, you Phil, go, you're going to come you in. Go, before you go there, obviously, I don't know what you guys said about the games tonight. What did you make of MVG's dark switch? Um... <laughs> I find it staggering. I, it. I find it staggering, to be honest. I mean, I know we haven't had we haven't had a normal year, if you like. But the fact that normally you normally know what darts, and I appreciate certain darts players tinker with all the other stuff, but normally the barrel is normally the same, correct? Unless you're Peter Wright. Yeah, but Peter Wright, the the, the anomaly to the rule, yeah. I find it staggering, don't you, the fact that he hasn't found a set of darts that he's actually happy with? I, I don't know. I thought they looked quite good. And I think they are more... I think they're similar to his old faithfuls than the other ones. Yes. In relation to their, they're more of a straight barrel dart and they don't have quite an aggressive round ball nose on the end. I think they were, they were very similar. He has played with them before. He played with them in Exeter. But the, the natural tungsten ones just have the black coating. So he has played with them on TV before. And you could see by the dart, they weren't brand new out of the box. They looked mm. slightly worn, shall we say. <laughs> um, yes. But it, it, was, it was interesting. And there were spells. I thought, he, I, I thought they looked all right, in fairness. Yeah. I, I like the move. I thought they were going into the board a little bit more aggressive, a bit more authority, a bit more direction. He didn't seem to have as many loose or wild ones. I think the first time he really threw bad darts, had a couple of missed doubles, but I think that's a confidence thing, not a dart thing. The first time he threw bad, it was that deciding leg, where his first two visits just, just weren't good enough. Other than that, I, I thought he looked pretty solid all night. Yeah, I, I, I quite liked the, 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 the switch. And I think... He plays with them tomorrow as well. I think he does after that. I, I just think that he's had that many bad results with these other ones in the last couple of nights. He's not used to that. He, he's still obviously not settled on a on a barrel at the minute. And I just think that tonight he just looked that little bit fresher, that little bit sharper, that little bit more confident at the hockey. But the switch will stay for tomorrow. I must admit, I liked his aggression on stage tonight. That's more yes. Michael that we know and we love. And giving it to his opponent, letting him know, hey, this is my stage. 
So I've got to say, there, there, there was plus signs for Michael Van Gerwen for me tonight all round. I thought the big one was after we said before about leg six, where doesn't miss three to level it up at three all, and then he went he won twenty one dart holder throw with a two the two double finish double eighteen the yeah the ninety four yeah absolutely and when he gave it the big and there I was like right here we go this is this is this is the green machine he looks like and that's when I messaged you all he's back yeah maybe not necessarily just yet but like you say the signs are there and he and he will need to be back tomorrow. Definitely, as we move into the penultimate night of the league phase, this is how your lineup looks for a Friday night. You do not need to go anywhere else apart from follow it with us here at Online Darts. Darrell Gurney against Nathan Aspinall starts us off. A huge game for Nathan Aspinall. He cannot afford to drop points against Darrell Gurney. If Darrell Gurney doesn't win that game tomorrow, uh, he's pretty much guaranteed eighth. If he loses it, it's definite. Glenn Durning against Peter Wright is second on the bill and Duzzert will be pretty much home and hosed as the league leader if he does beat Peter Wright uh, tomorrow night. In fact, he could be the league leader, of course, tomorrow if if Gary Anderson drops, if he wins and Gary Anderson drops points and it is theoretically possible, definitely, because he is facing Michael Van Gerwen. El Clasico, round two in the Premier League. Michael Van Gerwen has to win for sure. And then you've got Michael Smith against Gerwin Price to round off the night. If Michael Smith doesn't win that, it's pretty much all over for him. In fact, it is all over for him if Gerwin Price takes a point off him uh, in that one there. Gentlemen, very, very quickly, God, we'll start with you on this one. Game of the night for, for you here, but I don't really know where which one is the game of the night at this moment in time. I appreciate El Clasico screens off the page, but is it the most important game? It is, depending on the result of the game before. Those two just go hand in hand tomorrow. The the combination of results means it is possible to finish the top four tomorrow, but mm. you need eight nils and, and complete wide results just because of the leg difference swing. So it, it's not completely impossible, but it, it's very improbable. Um, does a right is massive for me because Snakey's well in that battle. Um, throwing very, very well. Does has had three draws in his last four now. This is possibly the chance to get at him, but it's also a chance for him to wrap it up. And what better way to, to wrap up that extra 25 grand than beating the world champion? What a game that could be. PB? El Clasico! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would never change for you, and I love it. No, um, I love... The two are just like chemically infused. It will be a good game. It cannot be anything other than a good game. Gary is playing like silk. There were spells tonight where Michael Van Gogh did as well. The pace will suit both. It will be blistering. I've got no doubt whatsoever. Yeah, it's going to be fun, definitely. Again, I'm going to side with Gob on this one about Durant versus Wright. And the reason for that is because... I think Wright is playing the best starts at the moment out of anybody in the bubble. I appreciate, you know, he's only won, he's, he's lost, uh, he's only won two and lost three of his last games. But with the averages that he's been hitting and the best tournament average, I do genuinely believe he's playing the best starts at the bubble. And he ha- and Duzzer cannot keep getting away with getting improbable in, in positions, not against the world champion that looks on it. 
So that could be very, very fun indeed. And of course, if Wright does win, that could open the door up for Gando to steal potentially top spot, which is what I predicted. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, right, uh, Phil Bars, Jack Garwood, as always. Thank you very much indeed, boys, for joining us here on the Premier League Daily. Well, what have we learned? Well, I'll be honest with you, not much is probably the best way of putting it. Does it comes back yet again to fight back against Michael Van Gerwen. Van Gerwen misses two for the match and he doesn't get into the top four. He has to settle for a draw. He is two legs away in terms of a difference uh, or outside of the top four. Does a third draw in four from an improbable position. He's on 21 points. Gary Anderson, one point away from qualifying officially for the 0-2. A comfortable 8-2 victory over Michael Smith. Seals the deal for Gando. Peter Wright, though, fights back from 5-3 down to reel off five straight legs and beat Nathan Aspinall by eight legs to five. He's playing brilliantly. Yet again, at the top average of the night for, for Snakebite. Is he peaking at just the right time, potentially, as we go into the final weeks and days of the Premier League season and then into the Autumn Series and beyond? And Gerwin Price will be kicking himself. He could have been in the top four tonight if he'd have won against Daryl Gurney, the bottom of the league at this moment in time. But unfortunately, he doesn't. He draws seven all and is one point off the top four. As I say, nothing much really changes in the Premier League at this moment in time. We don't know really what the hell's going to happen. What we do know is that night 15 is going to be once again very dramatic and once again going to mean a lot. Join us for it all tomorrow, seven o'clock, live blog, and we will try and keep you up to date with everything in terms of qualification. It's going to be difficult, but we'll definitely try. Don't forget as well to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, Online Darts TV over there. Uh, Phil will have reaction with everybody that's at the PDC offer us. Um, I was going to say every winner then, but we haven't had a winner. We've had, we haven't had two winners tonight. We've had two draws tonight, really, in that sense. But, you know, we, we move. And uh, don't forget as well to uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search Online Darts on any one of those platforms. And we'll be back again tomorrow for our final Premier League Daily of the tournament as we recap night 15 and look ahead to what could be a very dramatic final evening. Thanks again for listening. As always, enjoy your Friday, and we'll see you again tomorrow, 7 o'clock on onlinedarts.com with all the latest from the Premier League. It's shaping up to be an absolute classic. Who's going to take those final three spots in the playoff places? From us all, take care. Sleep well. See you tomorrow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.